Amen. Okay. Uh, how many of you are aware that uh, there's, there's a picture of you in the Bible? Yeah, okay. There, uh, you are in the Bible, and, and the reality is it's what we're going to be looking at this morning. You know, th- this, is, this is about you. You know, it's, it's about you, and it's, absol- it's absolutely uh, a beautiful deal. So I'm going to ask if you would grab your Bible and turn with me to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. And uh, it's, uh, we're continuing this whole journey. Uh, just because we've shifted into to Christmas time doesn't mean that now we've just kind of cut that off and are moving on. We're continuing this journey uh, of exposed, you know, of God just coming and preparing us and re- getting us ready uh, to, 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 to really be able to, to minister, to serve, and receive the people that He is wanting to reach. And uh, so it's, we're continuing this exposed. It's just the Christmas edition, okay? Uh, exposed Christmas edition. And, um, and, and just remember the context uh, that we're going to be looking uh, at from today. It's, it's the, the parable of the lost son. But uh, the uh, chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, gives us um, just the context of what's going on. So I'm just read that. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around uh, to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So, uh, again, it's here that, uh, you know, Jesus is being Jesus. Uh, he, is, uh, he is pursuing, he is going after, he's welcoming uh, and, and sharing life with people. Uh, uh, you know, the down and outs of the people of that day. It's the prostitutes and, and maybe the murderers and the thieves and the no-good thugs and wh- whatever the case. And then we can take and, 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 and picture what that would look like today. Uh, and, and, and yet the Pharisees and the teachers of law, I mean, this, this just chapped them. They, they couldn't, you know, they could not envision this going on. And so it's then in rapid-fire fashion that Jesus has these Three parables. The first one is the parable of the lost sheep. And, and how, you know, Jesus says, don't you understand that, you know, when, when that sheep is found, there's a celebration in heaven? You know, and he's saying this represents a lost person, somebody that is without Christ. It comes and, and there's celebration and there's this big party in heaven over one, one. And then he, and then he gives the next one about the lost coin. And he's saying, you know, once it is found, the woman rejoices, and he says, isn't that like when one lost person, one person that doesn't know me uh, uh, comes to know me? There's celebration in heaven. And then we come to the climax, and um, it's the story of the lost son. And, uh, and here's, here's where we see the father's celebration. We, we, we see the absolute delight of the father. And so... You know, here's the encouraging thing. This story right here, for everybody, listen. This story right here comes right out of the mouth of Jesus. And he tells us what the Father's like. Now, the reality is, is that every one of us in here, we have a view of God. And people out there, they have a view of God. And, 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 and that view of God isn't always just right. It's not right on. The view of God that many of us have is a result of our past experiences or maybe what others say about God. 
um, or maybe the way we feel, you know, our feelings, you know, uh, and, and what they tell us about God. Maybe our view of God is a result of our church experiences. You know, there are always people telling us, you know, what God is like. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who continue to walk away from God because of how they were treated by people who are supposedly followers of God in Christ. Um, and, and, and some of you here today, uh, you consider yourself a Christian, but you still struggle with your acceptance. You still struggle with security and your security in Him. And there's just this ongoing, just, ah, there's some sleepless nights, and it's just not, just not secure. And that is precisely because of an inaccurate view of God our Father. So here's my plea. Please, please let Jesus tell us and show us who God really is, okay? So that we know the heart of God, God's heart for each and every one of us. So let's look at this. So it's here in Luke chapter 15. Uh, we pick up with this parable of the lost son. And, you know, it's quite a, this is the longest of the parables. Now, and if you're, if, if you're like me, you know, this is sometimes the way it goes. Verse 11, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. Now, already I've lost some of you. You go, well, I'm one of two sons. Uh, yeah, me and my brother used to play ball all the time. You know, so now your mind's wondering. We just sometimes it's hard for us to kind of focus, but I'm going I'm to just do it in bite-sized pieces, so help us, uh, help us focus. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided the property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. Let's hit the pause button. You know, so here's a picture. Here's this, 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 this father, and he's got these two sons. And the younger son, and this is it's, it's an inappropriate request. You know, basically the, fun, the, the younger son said, Well, Dad, I'm, just, I'm sick and tired of waiting on you to kick the bucket. I want what's coming to me. You know, I want, I want what, you know, my, my portion of it. And, 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 and what we'll find out is that, you know, in that, in that day, the custom was that the younger son would really only uh, uh, get a third of what the older son would get. You know, so the older son still had a lot. But he said, I, wa I, want, I want what's coming to me. And the amazing thing is, is that it says the father divided up the property and gave it to him. At that particular point, so this is kind of unorthodox. Now, me and you, we would we would take a different approach if we were if we, if we were dad. We're going like you are young, inexperienced, immature, and uh, I'm not going to you know. Or we try to talk him out of it. But here's his God here. He said, "I want I want I want what's coming to me, and and I want to do what I want to do with it." And then the older son, well, he receives his share at that particular time, and uh, he stays with the father. You know, he's, he's, he chooses. So the younger son, listen, I, I've got things I want to do. I no longer want to be uh, under your rule. I don't want to be in your house. I, I feel restricted and confined, and I want to get out there and do. So this has been churning in his heart for a while. I want to, I want to do what I want to do. I want to do what I want to do. And so the father 
takes and divides it. You know, um, we're all created by God, and in one sense, everybody's, you know, a, a child of God. Malachi said, you know, don't we all come from one father? You know, Father God. Uh, but, but in a sense, we're all. Now, not, not in the sense that Jesus talks about in, in, in John chapter 1, verse 12, where he says, to all who receive me, to all who believes in my name, you know, God gives us the right to become children of God. That's when we come and pray and trust Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. But here, here's the deal, is the fact that everything that any of us have is, comes from God. You know, it, it comes from God. There would be zero if it weren't for God. So our mind, our talents, our resources, I mean, it comes from God. And so here's the younger brother saying, I want, what, I want what's coming to me, and I'm going to go do what I want to do with it. I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do with it. And he takes it and he divides it. Uh, it's all from me. It's for myself, what I want to do with it. So let's just keep on going. Verse 14. It says, after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So um, it says, so he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. All right, so we're familiar with this, and you know, what's going on here is that he went out there, and he said, I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it, and I, I'm just going to live for self, and I'm going to just have these pleasures in life, and it says that he spent everything, and at that particular time, you know, whenever we're doing that, eventually there's going to be a famine that comes into our life. Now, that was a literal famine then, but we've all faced those famines. And if, we are, if we're doing like the young son and we're taking our stuff and our toys and we're doing what it is we want to do with it, um, th th there's going to be some famine. It may be an emotional famine or a spiritual famine or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but it says the famine came and, and the young son hit bottom. And so what he does is unthinkable. He hires himself out as a slave. You know, we don't talk too much about slavery these days. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not real popular, but the reality that God, speaks, that God speaks about it here. Sometimes we call this addiction. And so, you know, it may be that, that this, <laughs> the, the, this issue that that we may be facing as a result of our doing living life my way and doing it my way is just we become addicted and there's strongholds in our lives but he hired himself as a slave to do the unthinkable and that is to feed pigs and for a jewish mentality that is the ultimate low the absolute ultimate low pigs unclean unclean but not only it's so bad that not only does not only does he hire himself out to go slop the hogs, and and, and how many of y'all have been around at a slopped hogs before? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's it's an, it's nasty. It's just absolute nasty and stinky. But it says he hired himself out to do this unthinkable. And and the amazing thing is that it says there that no one helped him. So. Here's a picture. He goes, Daddy, I want what I got coming to me. And, and he says, it, he goes off to a distant country. He didn't just go to the next town over. He said, I'm getting as far away from you as I possibly can. 
and and this whole thing of of uh, uh, that that is occurring here is is really a, a picture of just darkness and uh, I think I gave you all John three chapter uh, twenty John three chapter twenty can you find that for it says uh, am I am I am I messing y'all up okay that's all right didn't send it okay but it's just talking about how when we are in darkness we won't come to light because we're fear of being exposed he just he just wanted to do his thing and not, not have to have any light whatsoever you know to where there would be any conscious about it um and it said that no one helped no one helped so the people are passing by oh this is that kid that wasted all that money spent all the money on prostitutes you know this guy he had he was set up for success but he blew it all He's not a victim. You know, nobody helped him. Now let's pick up in verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. The key phrase there, and he came to his senses. You know, we, you've often heard, we seldom change when we see the light, but it's when we feel the heat. He came to, he came to his senses, uh, and he's going, you know, what, what? What am I doing here eating pig slop, desiring pig slop, when I could go out? I, I'm not, maybe, maybe, maybe my dad, maybe dad, would take me back as a, as a servant. Maybe, maybe, maybe he would just take me back. You know, I'm, I'm not worthy to be a son, but maybe, maybe I wouldn't have to be in this fix. And he came to his senses. You know what the sad thing is? Some people never come to their senses. Living for self, you know, just I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to kind of, position stuff you know like I want to life is great but you know I'm getting by I'm d d just doing what the world says do you know chasing the North Fulton dream you know money and pleasure and travel and games and you know it's just like oh look at me I mean it's so much stuff on social media and you know it's like you know we go oh you uh we celebrating something good you know like uh Sid Bream sliding in getting a world series Oh, I was at that game. It's just like we're just chasing stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes in that, it, it, it distracts us and keeps us from coming to our senses. You know, uh, hey, I'm getting by. I mean, yeah, there are a few rough spots, but, you know, I'm going to do life my way. And, and, and yet there's something there that you know that there's something missing. Yet your pride won't let you go to the Father. I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going down that path. Not that far. <laughs> you know, I don't want these, you know, this little, what these little Christians, you know, crutch and rely on and all that kind of stuff. Your pride won't let you think that you've done anything wrong. You know, I, I deserve what I've got. You know, this is a life that I want and all that kind of stuff. You know, but deep down know that there's something more. Some people never come to their senses. How sad. 
But we come back and we see he came to his senses, you know, you know and, 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 and perhaps this is the most beautiful, maybe the most beautiful part of the Bible right here. The most beautiful passage of the Bible. Look at verse 20. It says, so he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Wow. See, Jesus says, let me tell you about my father in heaven. He said, here's the father's heart. You know, he's thinking, you know, maybe, just maybe, you know, he, he'll just let, let, let me just kind of hang out in the servants' quarters. And, and, and it's, it's, it's just such a powerful thing because we know that God is holy, holy. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is ever-present. God is a, a, the one and only God. He is a holy God. And sometimes, you know, we, we can be thinking, ah, I, gotta, I, can't, I can't come to God. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm messed up too bad. I, I've just got to clean some things up, you know, before I can really, really come to God. But in verse 21 through 24, it goes on to say, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father, but the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put the ring on the finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So here's, the, you know, this, this, this young son, he's, he, he, he hit rock bottom, and he came to his senses, and, and he said, I'm going to come to God. I'm going to come to Dad, and I, I'm going to share this. And, and, and he gets up there, and he, he says, Dad. And before he can do anything, there's this picture of just, you know, stank and everything, just Father just wrapping him, wrapping his arms around him, and just, just, just flooding him with kisses. You know, he's thinking, you know, Dad, I've done everything that you have hated that you warned me against. Didn't change a thing. The good news is, is you know, uh, God didn't say, you know, the Father didn't say, whoa, 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 I knew you'd be here. What you doing back here? What you doing back here? He didn't say, ooh, ooh, stank, stank. Hey, get him, get cleaned up, and then, then we'll shake hands. In his absolute filth, God the Father ran and embraced and flooded him with, kiss, with, with kisses. He said, bring, this is my son, bring out a robe. Put this robe on him. You know, put a ring on, the, on his finger signifying he is my son, not a servant, he's my son. Put some sandals on his feet. We're fixing to have a barbecue, let's party. Because his son was lost and now he's found. He was dead. And now he's alive. 
You know, we lost, just for a short time, we lost Rachel at, um, where was that, Disney World? We lost Rachel at Disney World. And talking about a pure panic, um, well, she was number six. Felicia panicked, and I was saying, you know, five ain't that bad. I mean, that's pretty good right there, you know. No, that's not the one. It was like, whoa, whoa. And, and then, and, and, and I've told this story, you know, we were looking, 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 and, and finally this lady came, and she, she, there was little Rachel, and Felicia saw her, and she went and ran, and she grabbed Rachel out of that woman's arm and turned around. And just, and it's like, whoa, whoa, uh, let's give a little thank you to the, this lady right here. I mean, it is, I mean, if you've ever lost a child and then found them, it's like, wow. See, that passage says right there, this son of mine was dead and is alive. See, the son never intended to come back. He never intended to come back. And so he was as good as dead. And Paul paints for us that picture in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Dead. But then God does that for which only he can do. You know, imagine having a son, you know, uh, that never acknowledges you. Never. Or maybe maybe uh, every now and then comes around just whenever they want something, they need something. That happens to God all the time. All the time. We take, take what he's given us and just go. And just go. And then, you know, sometimes there's a temptation to think, well, you know, well, you got, you got what you deserve there. You know, the father didn't come in there and say, well, you know, you, you, what? You did, you did that? Uh, okay, Take, bring me the robe back. Okay, but no, no more robe. We'll stay with the barbecue. That's not a picture. This is this unconditional love and grace of the father coming and, and enveloping him. This is the heart of God. This is the heart of God, and this is the heart that, that he has placed within us. He says, I will remove your heart of stone, and I will give you a heart of flesh. But it's easy to slip over into this world in which we live, and there's all these atrocities, and there's these evil people, and there's mean people, and we go home, and we see this murderer, and you know, and then you say, okay, yeah, he's going to death row. And we go, yeah, the, the world is better off without him. That's not God's heart. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 23, do we have that one? No? Okay. Uh, I probably didn't send it to you, but Ezekiel 18, verse 23 Basically, says this, God's asking, he said, do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? Absolutely not. Oh, but I desire that they would just turn to me. 
see, it's, it's easy for us to slip over there and, and go down this path to where it's like, yeah, yeah, they're bad, they're evil. Ooh, look at that lifestyle. Ugh. God says, no, 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 I don't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. My desire is that they turn and come to me. Matter of fact, in Psalm 116, I think it's verse 15, it says, precious in the sight of God are the children, his children that die. It says, God says, this is so precious to me. See, we, we, we've kind of got it backwards. When, when, when a bad person dies or somebody just caused a lot of harm and anguish you know, to other people and they die, we go, good riddance. But then when a good person, a godly person dies, we go, oh, what a tragedy. God says, no, 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 that's, you've got it backwards. I died for that wicked person. I died for that wicked person. Oh, and this, this child of mine that came to me and received my son Jesus, he's going to get to be with me now. See, the problem so often, I think, and what we've been addressing is so often churches today, we're the exact opposite, you know? It's this whole thing. I mean, you know, some of this pharisaical stuff, you know, just kind of creeps in and, and, and we're looking down our noses and we're judging and then we're, you know, we're just and we get that and we say, yeah, you got what you deserve. You got what you deserve. See, I, 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 ho I hope, I hope, I hope there's no one in your life like that because, see, that's not the heart of God and, and and, but see, if that is it, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the older son. See, in verses 25, it says, Meanwhile, while the father and all of his servants are celebrating and having a barbecue and a party, it says, Meanwhile, the older son was in the field, and when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, What's going on? And you're... Your brother, the servant says, your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him? What about me? What about me? Have you ever been able to identify with an older son? My son, the father said, you're always with me. 
And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Here's the bottom line. Jesus in this rapid fire fashion in Luke chapter 15 says we're, we're, we're fixing to turn this religion thing upside down because I want you to see the heart of God. And you had a bunch of Pharisees that were grumbling and complaining because Jesus was hanging around low lives, people that we are uncomfortable around and maybe don't want to associate with. But Jesus says there's no guilt by association when, it, when you have the heart of God. For 2,000 years, 2,000, just like back then, Jesus is going after messed up people. He's continuing to do that today, and he wants us to join him in that. But it takes, it, it takes God's heart and God's perspective. So here's the deal. Uh, you're one of these three. So ask God to help you determine which one of these three you are. And you're going, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Then that's your choice. Then that, that's, that we know, okay, that we know what that is. You're one of these three. See, today, just like Jesus did 2,000 years ago, today, for some of you, he's coming after you. And there's some things that's happened in your life that, that and through God's grace, he's helped you come to your senses. And you can say, no longer, okay, am I going to demand my way and my stuff and my, God, I just want to come, I just want to come because you created me for a relationship with you. And God, you, you sent Jesus so that I could understand that and experience that and know the way, the truth, and the life, know what real life really is. I'm not running away from you anymore. God, I'm coming to you. And then, and then there's going to be these, oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I've got these habits and I've got these hurts and I'm staying. God says, stop, stop. Come just as you are. You don't clean up. You don't fix up. When, when you see Jesus, jump on him. For some, for some of you today, he's, he, he's coming after you. And as the one who's just been out there doing your thing, way, you, just like you wanted, all that kind of stuff, now you're going to turn and you're just going to come to the Father through Jesus Christ. Or you're, the older, you're like the older brother. You're like the other brother. You're going, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've been here going to church all my life. And I've been doing this. I've been reading my Bible. I've been giving my money. I've done, I wanted that boat, but I couldn't afford it because I'm giving money over here. And I'm, uh, and all of a sudden, these folks come in and you're lavishing all these resources, all this love on them. Are you kidding me? Here's the 
here's, here's the scary thing. That older brother was stayed with the father. He stayed with the father, but his heart was so far from him. It's possible. It's possible to go to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and stay right there, but not get it. Because it's still all about me. What's in it for me? How can I leverage Jesus? How can I leverage God for me? And what the older brother missed out on was the very heart of God. And his father said, gosh, everything I've got. See, we think God's got limited resources. His love is unlimited. His resources are unlimited. His grace is unlimited. And when by faith we choose to function on God's economy instead of this world, the way the world has done it, how freeing that is. So you're either picture or hear the, the lost son, the prodigal, or you're the older brother, looking down your nose, resenting and having bitterness and not happy with what they got away with. Or you're shoulder to shoulder with God, looking, anticipating, going, oh, my gosh. Look at, look at those folks out there. Look at those people. That are, look at that people group. Look at those people in that life. I'm just, you're shoulder to shoulder, looking, looking, waiting, waiting. And you're step by step with God as, as they turn, as they turn and have a conversation. And you run to embrace them and say, welcome. God, show us who we are. See, what he's doing is this. He saves us so that we could have the joy of knowing him because he is our all in all. He's the, he is our all in all. All this other stuff is just a blessing. And all these blessings are so that we can bless others. Not to hoard for ourselves. Not to say, I will do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And he is, he is sanctifying and cleansing his church and his people so that we can experience his heart, embrace his heart, so that a lost and dying world sees the glory of God and comes to faith in Jesus Christ. You're one of these three. Let's pray. Father God, we just come before you right now and just pray that you would help us to be honest. We ask you, O Holy Spirit, show us. Show us our heart. Lord, help us to be real and help us to be honest. For some, Jesus is, Jesus is, is he's coming after you. He, he's, he's made you aware. You need him. It's, it's, time to, it's time to stop muscling your way. And you come and just say, I want to surrender my life to you, Jesus, because you are the great I am. You're the good shepherd. You're the door to life. And you're going to have an opportunity to do that. Just say that to We're going to have a time up here in just a moment. Just come up here to the front. Pray. Talk to us. There'll be several of us up here.
Jesus is coming after you today. For some of us, we've identified honestly with older brothers. Like we, well, yeah, we're having a hard time. What's that person doing in church? Why should I? Why should I stop? And have a dialogue. Why should I enter their world? What? The good news is, God says, "Listen, I, I, I will change your heart. You just come and confess. I will cleanse you, and I will put a right mind and a right spirit and a right attitude in you." And maybe, maybe it is that God has given you that heart. For people, and it may be it may be just wicked people that are, you know God forgetters people that are running from God people that are uh, that are blaming God. It may be people that are have a completely different lifestyle. God's given you a heart to enter their world. Your response is just to pray that God protect and let it be like a your life like a fire like a like a spark where there can be a, a flame so that people can come into the light of Jesus Christ as this as this song plays saying listen and I'm on, I'm on a I'm on a enter into a point of just surrendering to God right now Ask him to lead you, and then you respond to what he is calling you to do. If you don't know what's going on and wrestling with that, just come, let's talk about it. As God is just calling us to himself. Father, we just pray you would use this time for your glory and for our good. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.